All right. Well, uh, let's. Should we get into it? I guess. Sure. Uh, let's see. Before you even start, I just want to start by saying these episodes are a little lackluster. They're not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I literally have a point at the end of my episode, a bullet point that's like, what was the point of this? I know. I know. This episode made no sense. I feel like they didn't write all of it. That's also true for the second yeah. one that we're watching today. I Excellent. just listen. They're... They're fine. I, yeah. When it's you have not, yeah. 78 episodes per season, I guess right? you got you it. There's going to be some filler in there, you know? Some ups and downs, yeah. It's just like, I don't know, for an episode that's 11 minutes long, I feel like it shouldn't be like, I don't know. There's no point during that 11 minutes when I should be like, wow, they're really stretching this part out. I know, because it's 11 minutes. Because it's 11 minutes. <laughs> Because uh, I've had elevator rides longer than this episode of Phineas <laughs> and Ferb, and yet uh, those were more fine. interesting. Uh, it's true, yeah. <laughs> so you know that's fine. Today, this is a podcast without a cool acronym. Today, <laughs> today we're talking about episodes two hundred six A and B. Two hundred six A is called Perry lays an egg, um, which is misleading. That's not what happens in the episode. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, we don't really address that or answer any other questions that anyone might have. I'm not totally sure what happens. Does Perry lay eggs? No, I I mean, it's the female platypus that lays eggs, right? Yeah, (laughs) correct. Just checking. Congratulations on knowing basic biology. I didn't look it up, but I don't know. There's seahorses and stuff. That's The the male seahorses don't lay the eggs, though. Oh, really? I think they just keep the eggs with them like aren't penguins. they not even i guess they're not even they just birth the little babies i'm not gonna look this up i was gonna we don't have to let's keep going <laughs> here's the thing if the male yeah. seahorses laid the eggs scientists would no, have been like those right. are the female seahorses <laughs> you understand what i'm saying no i get it yeah. you're right <laughs> like okay gender is a construct but perry can't lay an egg that's yes. just true also, because based on other things that happened in this episode, I'm starting to question whether Perry is even a platypus. Oh Wait, <laughs> Okay, let's go. Let's really get into it. All right. Perry lays an egg. At the beginning of this episode, Candace is watching TV, and she has a little back and forth with Linda about her being too lazy to get up and change the channel. So she's watching a nature documentary. More power to you. That's a setup for later. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Outside. Uh, Phineas and Ferb are firing a lasers into the sun. Yeah. Which just seems like a bad idea generally. I have, yeah, a lot of questions about that. Um, what is it? Yeah. Why would they want... They <laughs> Phineas is like, time to make the sunniest day ever. Fires a laser at the sun. First yeah. of all, it's going to take a while for that laser to get to the sun. True. You can't expect immediate results with the sun. <laughs> right. So far away. Second of all, why would you want to make the sunniest day ever? That sounds like the worst. Yeah, like what is... That has such little parameters that I'm like, what does that even mean? Also, are you implying that the sun could be brighter? Because that's dangerous. Right, you're going to give so many people cancer. Yeah, Yeah. and that yeah it would be it would mess up the balance of literally the entire earth's ecosystem that has to be what the laser does like it makes the sun sunnier that has to be brighter or warmer 
bigger yellower i guess yeah i don't and if it doesn't the fact that there are no clouds in the sky seem to imply it's already the sunniest like you can't yeah okay yeah no that's a good point (laughs) he does say i guess it's already as sunny as it's gonna get and that was the point where i was like okay actually sunniness is not determined by the sun Sun. the sun is a constant yeah exactly sunniness is determined by the number of things blocking the sun right so I guess maybe that ray was to get rid of clouds, but he shoots it directly at the sun. It doesn't Damn, matter because there's already no clouds in the sky. <laughs> this entire plot point doesn't matter. It's true. There was no reason for this to be in the Nothing. Episode. Yeah. Other than that, it situates Perry or uh, Phineas and Ferb up in the tree with true. their laser thing. They climb down, and when they're climbing down, Ferb knocks over a giant egg out of a nest, which I guess they didn't see on the way up. The egg somehow doesn't smash open on the ground. Instead, it rolls <laughs> gently down the yeah. tree next to Perry. <laughs> yeah. So many questions. They get down the tree. Ferb isn't like, oh, I just obliterated a bird's nest. Doesn't notice that at all. Nope. And immediately, they see an egg, just a giant egg, sitting next to Perry, who's mm-hmm. doing nothing. And Phineas is like, oh, Perry laid an egg. Just immediately. Didn't yeah. consider any other no. outcomes. Didn't once be like, Perry is a male platypus. Right. He can't lay eggs. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, the, the swiftness with which he accepts this Reality? premise is yeah. stupid. Correct. I also <laughs> want to start, I just want to say that's like the first of many biological terrors that they perform this day it's, like i that's <laughs> this one's pretty bad like it's, i i just i don't understand the reasoning behind any decision that they make in this episode which exactly. like you say about a lot of episodes but usually it's a little more clear like yeah this is just i like i don't know phineas They're, woke up today which is uh, like no thoughts only no thoughts. perry laying an egg yeah whatever ferb yeah. at no point is gonna interject to be no. like okay ferb identified later on spoilers there's a bird inside the egg it's not a platypus ferb identifies the bird by name and hmm. provides interesting facts about it and i'm like okay you didn't recognize the egg as a yeah bird wait a egg. second you guys own a platypus you don't know what a platypus egg looks like surely you own <laughs> at least one pop-up book hear me out i think new theory ferb does know that perry didn't lay that egg and he just doesn't want to do anything else. He's like, just he's along just like, for the ride. Well, yeah. he's like, yeah, like, I already I... engineered a sun laser. Exactly. I don't really have time for this. Also, Phineas woke me up at 6 a.m. this morning right? to be like, we're going to make it the sunniest day ever. Yeah. So, so he... fair enough. I also would just... be done. Right. Anyway, yeah. Uh, while they're having that little exchange, Perry just dips immediately. He leaves. Yeah. Uh, he goes to his secret entrance, which is a vacuum tube <sighs> that is operated by the switch on an actual vacuum that's not plugged into anything. How? Doesn't matter. The vacuum tube comes down. He's like in the garage. It sucks off all of Perry's hair and clothes. He's wearing okay, boxers but... underneath his fur. Yeah. And then it sucks him up like, into the tube. What? we've seen this before okay the anatomy of perry is baffling and oh gosh lovecraftian (laughs) it's so upsetting if i think about it too hard i'll start crying i know it just it it really just it vacuums up all of his fur still in a perry shape and he's like a little naked mole rat under there in boxers but with boxers 
And then it and then it flips it, it back up. Him up. And then okay, here's the other baffling part. It plops yeah. him down into his chair, and then all that stuff falls back down on top of him. Yeah, like that reverse yeah. order in the tube. Also, how's that going back on? Like, yeah, listen, what? there's truly no way to know, and I hated every second of it. Yeah, the fact that I had to watch that is a hate crime. It was- uh, Dan Pavenmeyer, this is for you. <laughs> I don't have a message. That's I just, it. I'm just upset. <laughs> uh, anyway, we see monogram on the screen, uh, and you know, just <laughs> the continuation of the absolute <sighs> buffoonery that defines every <laughs> single meeting that they have. Monogram's on the screen, fully bald, with what is clearly sharpie instead of hair, or maybe yeah. dry erase marker, based on subsequent Honestly. events. Yeah. Which means a couple of things. One is that he also uses the secret entrances to get into his office. Hmm. Why? <laughs> He's a human man with a job. Like, the reason that the animals use the secret entrance is because they're animal secret agents. They yeah. have a cover to maintain. Right. He's a guy. Correct. Like, everybody who works at the CIA also... doesn't, like, go through a little vacuum tube to get there. <laughs> That would be hilarious. That would be silly. Uh, they have an office building. Like, yeah, I know. I know that's later. We've discussed but this before. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's walking into an office. Just, I don't. I mean, I'm sure he does it because it's fun, which like makes sense why so many of them are nonsensical. Right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Apparently, it uh sucked all the hair off of his body. He says that verbatim. But right. it didn't put his hair back on. Unlike exactly. Perry's. I don't understand. No way to know. Um, he like rubs off all of the marker and is just bald. Yep. We don't come back to that. No. Nope. Then he provides <laughs> some information about uh, Perry's mission. The information is as follows. Uh, Doofenshmirtz has bought the entire tri-state area's supply of krill. And I was like, why? I mean, not why did he buy the krill. We get to that later. But like... Right. Who's selling krill? Who's, yeah, what, what kind is, of supply what is What supply of krill are you talking about? Do humans even also, use krill for anything? Krill is a living thing in the ocean. Like, you can't yeah. buy the whole supply. They could just get more. Like, maybe the supply <laughs> that's I mean, dead like, and on You could land, say you bought but... the entire supply of fish or whatever. But I'm like, you don't go to, like, a, a butcher's shop and buy a bunch of right? krill. Krill. Also, Monogram doesn't even know what Krill is because he goes okay, Krill yeah. and then Carl reads the Wikipedia page for Krill. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, who wrote this briefing? Are you just reading it like a news anchor? <laughs> yes. You got through the entire yes, first half is. of this day without seeing the word Krill once? Anyway, Monogram goes, hmm, Krill. And then the video feed cuts out and that's the end of the <laughs> So good briefing, everyone. Uh, back at the backyard, Phineas and Ferb are standing exactly where they were before, both holding the egg with one hand, like weirdos. Yeah. They're just holding it up. Yep. Just both of their little hands. that's what you do Together, like it's a magical orb or something. <laughs> anyway, Phineas is like, I'm worried about the egg getting cold. And Ferb pulls out like a little handkerchief or a blanket or whatever and puts it on the egg. And Phineas is okay, like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> which is fair i mean i have something much dumber you, in mind <laughs> true but yeah it is I true mean, that a blanket you know anything, probably like... wouldn't work on an egg also yeah. shout out to the kid in high school once who i made a passing joke about he was complaining about how his saxophone would get too cold in his car on the way to 
band things and then it would be out of tune or whatever sure first of all who cares why was i even part of that conversation so i was like jokingly i was like oh you should get like a little saxophone sized blanket for it and he immediately with no hesitation was like actually uh, the reason blankets work is because they reflect back the body heat that you're emitting so it wouldn't work on a saxophone and i was like cool we're not friends anymore i don't think we were friends at the beginning of the conversation um but i think about that almost every time i use a blanket so it's just in my brain permanently perfect anyway uh hopefully he listens to this podcast (laughs) i genuinely don't remember who it was (laughs) i just remember that conversation listen i think about that every single conversation and experience i had in band or band related was just like that like i was just like why am i here why do i I keep coming back I mean, I still think that about a lot of things, but yeah, uh, it's true. Just really chaotic, a chaotic time. Yeah. Um, And speaking of chaos, so uh, Phineas and Ferb decide to build what Phineas uh, describes as an egg hatcher. And that's all the information we get. And we come back to Candace inside watching her TV show. Um, It's like a documentary, like a David Attenborough special about sea turtles. So he's like describing about how the sea turtles hatch from their little eggs and they have to make it to the ocean, but the predators come and eat them, whatever. So Candace is like, she gets really into this nature documentary. She's never been so transfixed. And that's it. That's the whole scene. She also walks to the kitchen and goes, five feet for popcorn? Yeah. Five feet to change the channel? I don't think so. (laughs) It's true. Which, I don't know. Do with that what you will. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's good to have principles. (laughs) Which is something you could call that. Um, uh, cut to Phineas and Ferb. They've built a giant platypus robot butt. <sighs> which is, you know, terrifying for a lot of reasons. Also, yeah. seems wildly unnecessary. Like, it working also... off the already false assumption that this is Perry's egg. Yeah. Why would they not just need a Perry-sized thing to take okay, care of? Okay, that's my question, is why is it so big? It's why like is it... nine feet in diameter. Yeah. I assume like, so that they can ride in it and drive it. I guess. Maybe but... they were repurposing a different robot that they already had. Well, okay, they make a Perry robot later, but I think they repurpose this. Oh. Or maybe well... they just make the whole thing up. But they do make a Perry robot later. That's all I have. Fair enough. We don't find out what happens to this. They just <clears throat> store it I mean, away. Those. Yeah. It they have a couple places. of those. They have some callbacks. They'll be like, oh yeah, we can use this thing that we have still. And I'm like, yeah. how does like nobody Linda didn't find that? Where are you storing these things? <laughs> I listen, I'm sure they have some sort of storage unit or something somewhere sure sure uh a cave where they just stash all their weird inventions anyway uh this giant platypus butt is not really useful it's basically just like hovers over the egg and then it has like a hair dryer and a speaker yeah Yeah. so the little seems like you could have been set up without a robot seems like you could have literally just used a space (laughs) heater and a stereo for this entire thing (laughs) do they do that no because they're insane um so yeah they are like nurturing this egg i suppose they're not doing a terrible job i mean i firmly believe that they didn't google one single thing right 
on how to take care of an egg. Although they seem right. to have a pretty good grasp on the basics for people who don't know that male platypuses can't lay eggs. Right. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, Candace is watching the sea turtle get murdered uh, by a bird. <laughs> she looks outside and she sees the boys with the egg. And like what for whatever reason, this nature turtle documentary has unlocked her like maternal instinct or whatever. I don't know what's happening. She's having this, a weird day. This episode is like simultaneously like weirdly like offensive to mom momming motherhood, but also yeah. like pro motherhood. Like, I'm I, like I don't really understand what this is yeah this is why when i got to the end of it i was like what was the point like what do they want us to learn from this episode yeah like these don't have like morals or whatever but this one i was like i don't understand what the takeaway was from this but i feel bad yeah it's true of the next one too like back to back for some reason we have two weirdly heteronormative episodes but like (laughs) In such a baffling way that I, I hesitate to even call it problematic. Like I know. I'm, I'm like, like, you didn't have enough intent terrible. for this to even be <laughs> offensive. Yeah. Because exactly. that, it's just nonsense. Okay. Well, I, yeah. So Candace is like obsessed with motherhood now. Uh, she goes outside and is appalled to see this <laughs> giant robot platypus butt, which I was like, like her stance is like, you can't take care of an egg with a robot. Eggs are babies that need mothers. And I was like, first of all, that's not really true. Right. I was like, eggs you can are not sentient eggs. And also, yeah, people take care of eggs with robots all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's how we have all chickens and all eggs. <laughs> that's just true. Like, yeah. whatever you want to say about the industrial, fine. I listen, we don't have time to get into it right but also like you could you can raise an egg with a robot you can raise a human with a robot if you wanted to it wouldn't be ethical but you could do it (laughs) but you could do it anyway so she's like also it's a weird thing uh for her this to be her takeaway from the sea turtle documentary that's literally about how sea turtles don't have mothers that's true you know what i mean like right a lot of animals are born and never meet their mothers or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. it's whatever anyway she's obsessed with being a mother to this egg which she doesn't ask any questions about they're just like perry laid an egg she's like i was just watching a nature documentary but i don't have any questions about that right moves on <laughs> she takes the egg from them phineas gives like a pretty reasonable breakdown of what they're doing to take care of this egg and she's like wrong i'm this platypus's mom now i know um, she goes inside and she puts on the platypus suit that she has. I assume from the time she worked at that toy store. I think so. They just let her keep that? I guess. Well, well maybe she just kept it out of Maybe spite. she stole maybe, it? Yeah. I Which mean, I've stolen yeah. a uniform from everywhere I've ever worked that had exactly. a uniform. So maybe it was like one of the where they maybe they made, they made her buy it. Um, Ooh. Ooh. In which case, yeah, she should absolutely keep that. Yeah. I don't know what for, but here you know for this i guess for this anyway cut to doofenshmirtz holding a bucket which i assume contains the entire tri-state area's (laughs) supply of krill i know again no payoff whatsoever on that he just dumps it into the ocean they never talk about it again yeah like the bit is that whales eat krill and his next little thing is about whales but 
No one was on just... screen ever says whales eat krill. Like, was he just trying to attract the whales? That's what I was going to ask. Is three ounces like... of krill? <laughs> it's literally just a regular sized bucket. I, I don't know. I, does he know what whales are? No. Well, <laughs> just... <laughs> everyone in this know. show has like never. They, the. Okay. The... Yes. And like, here's the thing going into his whole plot is also just like so. It's nonsense. It's and like then, not even good enough for like Perry the Pl- It's like not even evil. It's anyway. not. And they yeah. just drag it out. They just. There's no. <laughs> I don't. Like what should be like a short bit in the middle of his scheme is just the rest of his scheme. Yeah. Like the last half of this episode is just them being like, uh, we just keep doing this until the episode <laughs> ends. And that's what that's happened. It. And I'm just like, you didn't write the rest of the story. Like a- yeah. other stuff has to happen. So yeah, Doofenshmirtz dumps one bucket of krill into the ocean and Perry right. arrives. And he he's says to Perry, like... he's on like a hover car yeah. thing just over the sea. And he's like, Perry, you're just in time for my backstory. And I was like, oh, were you going to do it without him? <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> I'm like, you weren't doing anything before okay. this except dumping krill into the ocean. Well, so. here's the thing. Next, sorry, spoilers. Next episode, he like he goes, Perry, you're uh, like you're late or you're almost late. And he goes, Oh wait, what time is it? And he waits like one minute. And he goes, Eleven o'clock. You're late. And I was like, Yeah. Uh, do you guys have like a plan? I know. I was like, Is this scheduled? <laughs> like that yeah. doesn't seem late to what? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, he's like, You're just in time for my backstory. And Doofenshmirtz tells him this backstory, which I always remember, but I forget that it's just like unrelated to anything. Like I think it gets conflated yeah. with some of the other people that he dates or whatever. Anyway, right. The story is that he had a girlfriend. He says he was young, but he looks the same. It was four years ago. (laughs) Uh, Who left him for a whale, basically. So he has this girlfriend. They're in love. I don't know. Whatever. And she's obsessed with whales. She's like, he's like, she loved whales so much. And then they show this room that I assume is her home. And it is literally covered Every single inch is covered in whale I assumed it was like a whale museum. Oh, I guess I assumed it was her home. Because I was I like, mean, maybe. That that's the biggest red flag. Sense. Yeah, I was yeah. like, two inch more. And he goes, which in hindsight was like a little bit off or whatever. And I was yeah, like, a huge yeah. red flag? What are you talking about? Right? And that's coming from someone who knows you. Like, <laughs> that's, this is- you should have gotten out of there. Also, she's wearing like a blue lab coat the whole time. Uh, just like a blue know. version of Doofenshmirtz's lab coat. And I was like, what, I guess what I job does she out. have? Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, uh, so he's like, yeah, this woman was obsessed with whales. So he built a machine that would let what they could hear what whales were saying. Okay. Thoughtful, I guess. They go out onto the ocean and they like lower down the microphone to listen to these whales. And the whales are just talking crap about Doofenshmirtz for no reason. Okay. Yeah. Also, like, like, it's so weird. Like, like, do they know him? Like, why? I also don't understand. Problem. Yeah, like they don't. What? Because all of the yeah, the comments are like, oh, like 
he's such a loser. She should be with someone like me. And I'm like, you're a yeah, whale. You're a whale. Don't you want to like, be with a whale? What are the <laughs> insane chances that like the one human woman who is obsessed <sighs> to an unhealthy degree with whales goes out onto the ocean, drops a microphone into the ocean, and finds the one whale who's also obsessed with human beings? That's yeah. crazy. I, I mean, I guess they're soulmates. I don't know. But I it is guess. it's bonkers that that's the first conversation they overhear. Yeah. Yeah, it was really something. I don't listen. Also, the whale is like from New Jersey. I don't know. I know. <laughs> the point is, I don't understand that. Uh, this woman dives into the ocean, leaves him for a whale. Yeah. And Doofenshmirtz is like, okay. Okay, and they're like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, like, they're in the sea. No this land woman in sight. is fully she just committed. Goes in. I, I'm like, like, okay, you're gonna in die? any other universe, she drowns or gets yeah. eaten by a whale. Which she does get eaten. Which by she a whale. does. She, yeah, we find out later she's just living inside the whale, which we don't even have time to start unpacking. That. Absolutely not. <laughs> if I was any member of the animal kingdom, I would be offended by this episode. <laughs> uh anyway so doof is like as revenge i waited 12 years and taught myself how to speak whale and i was like wouldn't it be easier to just reverse the device that you had before that was my thing i was like you know that you could make a translator that just translates what you say you didn't need to learn to speak whale song also how would you learn that the reason that you had to do a translator in the first place is that no one knows what whales are saying exactly so it would actually be impossible to like go on duolingo and learn (laughs) whale song he's learned how to talk to speak whale also like once again like he did not it was so much energy for like for someone who just it was not gonna like I also for like light revenge. You're better than like, this. His plan isn't actually true? to get this woman back. It's just to yeah. be mean back to the way. It's just to bully a whale. Which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, for good reason. Uh, Perry is like, why am I here? Yeah. This is stupid. I want to go home. Yeah. Uh, Doofenshmirtz is like, ah, come on, it's evil. I'm, I'm being evil. Yeah. Anyway, Candace is uh, spiraling further and further <sighs> down. What I don't know what she's doing. Uh, they like fold up the platypus robot into like a little quarter-sized mini robot. Ferb just keeps that yeah. in his pocket, I guess. And then yeah, Candace does like a song, I guess, about motherhood. Well, she's like, "We need to build a nursery," and I was like, "It's not a human baby, right? It's an egg." But okay. So they do a song slash montage where they're building a giant nursery. And yeah, the whole premise of the song is like, we don't need to improve motherhood with technology. Moms are already great. Which is fine. I just, I, I don't guess. Know. <laughs> I'm like, I, sure. I don't understand why. Don't it's know. like so, that's the thing is that it's, it's like so confrontational like the way the song is written yeah but like for no reason (laughs) but like about what no one is like we should replace all moms with robots like that's not a take anyone has (laughs) it's not a hard thing it's yeah we did not even like okay you're right moms (laughs) are good hot take okay yeah (laughs) 
whatever <laughs> they build a giant nursery which is like eight mattresses stacked on top of each other and like a bunch of stuffed animals and i was like again also, this is it's okay, an egg like the the top on top of the mattresses that candace is in there's like this giant like daybed slash little baby what are those rocker things yeah like, like a, a baby bed that rock cradle yeah but yeah. i'm like where did you get that like I mean, everything else is like stuffed it. animals and stuff and like it looks like maybe she just got it from candace's room basically but yeah i was like what is happening that seems like the kind of thing that linda would just have in the basement mm-hmm. right they are antique right. dealers so they have a bunch of furniture oh. around anyway but linda's like a mom who would like keep their baby teeth so like i'm sure she has <laughs> also all the cradles and stuff they used anyway true uh after that insane song also yeah candace is like crouching on the bed like on all yeah. fours just next to the egg and i'm like just sit down like a normal person right? plus so i'm crazy. like this is not this is also not keeping the egg warm enough no this is now it's just sitting on dead. a mattress next to you yeah exactly also i'm pretty sure that real platypuses are born in like i don't know either water or like mud little mud holes i don't know what do platypus nests look like i don't know yeah okay well i'm not gonna google it uh, uh it's a burrow yeah a mud hole that's what i just said yeah <laughs> same thing <laughs> just kidding i don't yeah. know uh the point is that yeah candace is doing that doofenshmirtz is singing insults to this whale so the whale comes up after he throws the krill in there and it's just sitting there still just like watching him not reacting to anything that he says which kind of makes me believe that maybe doofenshmirtz doesn't speak whale Uh, like maybe this is a delusion because the whale doesn't respond to him right nor do any other whales this is just him screaming at the sea (laughs) for an episode uh maybe he needs but yeah cathartic sure does Perry need to be involved? Absolutely no. not. Anyway, Doofenshmirtz is doing that. At one point he goes, I just told him his macaroni and cheese recipe is too cheesy and not macaroni enough. And I was like, why do whales have a word for macaroni? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, incredible recipe. insult. Yeah. I would be sad if someone told me that. <laughs> also, I want mac and cheese now. Uh, uh perry's like cool well uh i've witnessed enough of this i'm gonna take <laughs> off and he leaves this is this whole episode is really just perry like recognizing situations that he doesn't want to be a part of and responsibly leaving them yeah uh it doesn't work though because doofenshmirtz yeah. is super offended and goes after perry he's like you have to thwart my plan or i'll just keep following you yeah, that's so weird. that's, you know, I guess maybe Perry should have recognized that Doofenshmirtz was working actively through some abandonment issues. Right. And that leaving maybe wouldn't work. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Back to the completely insane nursery and also the completely insane Candace. Right. She's just like, oh, I'm taking care of this egg. I actually don't know what happens in this scene. There, we Again, we're just cutting back and forth <laughs> between two scenes right. where nothing yeah. is happening, basically. Doofenshmirtz is following Perry the platypus through the skies. Perry's on a little jetpack. Doofenshmirtz is on his hovercar. Perry literally has to hide from him, like okay. behind a dumpster. And then Doofenshmirtz shows up next to him and he's like, hey, tell me he I goes, need- Yeah, he goes, thwart me, Perry the platypus. And I was like, okay. All right. Ooh, you, <laughs> yeah, just maybe one boundary would be healthy for you. Yeah. 
Um, the eggs are attaching, and like a terrifying Dr. Seuss bird comes out. Yeah. It has like a kazoo instead of a beak. It's very yeah, weird. It's uh, Ferb instantly is like, uh, Candace, first of all, is like, it's just a dumb bird. And I was like, what did you think was going to come out of that egg? Also, like, uh, how does it, the, why does it being a bird or platypus change your feelings right. for it? Like, you I, hate Perry. Not... Why would you want a baby platypus? Birds yeah. don't eat mothers, only sea turtles and platypuses i guess i guess who knows uh well i don't know what candace was hoping for um the bird starts like trying to kill candace it's just like viciously attacking her uh and i was like, like the bird comes out like fully formed and ready to fly yeah. and i was like sure seems like how birds work i don't know because <laughs> Ferb says, that's not any bird. That's the real, rare whale song singing double-breasted angle hooper. <laughs> Who is the like, natural okay, enemy of the Ferb. platypus. Yeah, the natural enemy of the platypus in the wild. And I was like, okay. I know all of that is fake, but what bird-watching book is Ferb <laughs> reading? Anyway, it'd been funny if he like, took out a little thing and like checked it off his list. Uh, <laughs> that would be a good bit. <laughs> I guess they're native to Danville because its nest was in their tree. True. Which is silly because platypuses certainly are aren't native, to, native Danville, to Danville, right? That can't be true. Right. Anyway, uh, the bird is attacking Candace. Doofenshmirtz is still chasing Perry. Perry pushes the eject button on Doofenshmirtz's cover, cover <laughs> car thing. And so Doof is launched into the air. Once again, why does he have an eject button? No way to know. He's still singing the whale song, so he's flying through the air, still singing whale insults, I guess. The bird hears this and sees him flying through the air. I guess assumes that Doofenshmirtz is its mother. Yeah. I thought they were going to make that joke, but they don't. But it just stops really attacking like... Candace and then flies after Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, Linda gets home and is like, what's happening? Which is this? fair. Which is fair. And then Candace is like, this is my mom's suit. And Linda is like, I have more <laughs> questions. <laughs> Candace is like, Phineas goes, Candace had us build this to show us what motherhood is like. And Linda's like, I, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? Like, I was like, I would also be worried if I was yeah. Linda. Yeah. This whole thing seems insane. Uh, anyway, Linda's like, well, I don't really want to deal with this. You guys clean this up. Or Candace, <laughs> yeah. you clean this Candace. up. Candace throws a little fit because she's upset that Linda saw the thing she built. Or made the boys build or whatever. Uh, then Jeremy shows up because it's in his contract that he has to show up anytime he's <laughs> wearing an embarrassing outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> he literally just, just pops in just for yeah. a little visit. And then goes, nice mom suit. And I was like, oh, Jeremy. I know. Uh, yeah. Doofenshmirtz careens into the ocean, uh, breaks all of his bones, and is yeah. dead instantly. Just kidding. He, mm, yeah. I guess, goes headfirst into like the blowhole of a whale, which seems like it might kill you. I don't know. It seems like it might at least hurt the whale. Also, I was like, yeah. I don't know anything about whale anatomy, Ugh. but it seems like the blowhole is not just like a hole into the body cavity of the whale. Like, it seems okay. like there might be some other <laughs> tubes or something. I have this problem with every single depiction of a whale in an animated film or yeah. TV show because it's always just like mouth, empty cavern, right. and blowhole. I'm like, I'm like is <laughs> Whales that can't be what the like, inside of a whale is like, yeah, right? Like, 
Like it, it simply cannot be. It's, yeah. Okay. That's such an inefficient like, use of space. Yeah. There was like we're in the whale's stomach, but like you can see its ribs or something. Right. And I'm like, that's not real. That's not how stomachs work. <laughs> yeah. It's not all just in there. Like human beings are not just like a hollow human-shaped yeah. shell. <laughs> Because that would be crazy. Insane. Anyway, anyway, yeah, this woman is in there. She has, like, a stove yeah. and, like, a kitchen table. And I was Which, like, what is that stove plugged into? I know. I'm like, talk about crimes against whales. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. What? That's Maybe, not how okay. digestion works. You can't live... The Ugh. alternate version of this is that this woman really wanted to break up with Doofenshmirtz. Sure. But couldn't figure out how to do it. Or maybe she's just insane. I don't know. So she constructed like a Bugs Lifestyle whale <laughs> machine oh, I like that it. is hollow on the inside, but also sure, that speaks, sure. I guess. I don't know. And then like her friend Dave, who she actually wanted to date, was like driving it. Oh. I don't know. But And then she engineered somehow this entire... Doof- the, the point is, I don't think it's a real whale. That's what I'm saying. I think she's piloting all right, all a whale-shaped submarine. around the sea and for some reason has decorated it to look like the inside of a whale because she's insane yeah i'll take it perfect everything makes perfect sense that is way more plausible than her being inside of a whale it really is like it makes infinitely more more sense sense. um so anyway that's the end of the episode again that's it 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 made zero sense i'm not really sure what to what to take away from that i probably will just forget it again like i usually do I feel like maybe I'm being extra critical, but I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. About about this one. It's just, it's not really a lot there, you know? It, there really isn't. The next episode is kind of flimsy, too. I think this is a stronger premise, but I only have like half a page of notes. I don't have very much on this one. Yeah, neither do I. Because the whole time I was just like, what is happening? And what's going on? We open on a video game screen and it's like Buford's face and he's the character he's doing this video game uh which we later find out is called Jump and Duck. Yep. And that's it. That's the name of the game. That's the most accurate part of this whole show is that there I mean, would be a game called that. Would I play a game called Jump and Duck? Probably. Yeah. It's not that different than just like Mario, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So he's like, they're all in the backyard, the whole gang. Uh, and Buford is, yeah, like showing them this game called Jump and Duck, where you jump and duck. Uh-huh. Uh, Phineas is like, oh, that's so cool because he's never seen a video game before. Question. Mark. I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, how'd you get your like head in there? Uh, and Bu- <laughs> Buford does this bit where he goes, "Oh, it's easy. You just do this and 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 that and this." Yep. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, Phineas which is head, like, pops every up. explanation I've I ever know. heard of a video game. <laughs> exactly. Like the number of times that I've heard that exact thing while someone was explaining oh, a video gosh. game to me. Yeah, it's every time. That was yeah, pretty accurate. Um, so then yeah, Phineas is like, he takes a picture with a little camera, and yeah, it like appears inside the video game um and Phineas is like oh that's awesome Candace is upstairs talking to Stacy on the telephone and tells her that (laughs) Jeremy is taking her to the summer cotillion yeah why do they have that I don't know also my experience with cotillion while limited is that (laughs) it's like I mean I heard other people talk about going to this it was like a 
like a class not a class but like you went for like a series mm -hmm. of weeks and then there was an event at the end okay but the point of it was that you like go and you learn to like dance and you learn about silverware and like i don't know white supremacy probably right and then at the Uh, end there's a dance that seems more that makes more sense yeah because i was like this is describing it's just like a formal dance right Okay, well, yeah, because I, I was like, even if it was just a formal dance, like, who asks someone to a cotillion night, the day of? Oh, day of? Like, yeah, I know. Like, I was like, go to this I think Jeremy maybe had another night. thing lined up and that right. girl dropped out. <laughs> right? I had that same thought. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I mean, maybe Jeremy did the whole cotillion thing and he's just inviting Candace to his dance. But maybe. yeah, I'm like, you didn't want to give her any other, like, she's like, at the at the spoilers at the end she's wearing a ball gown but like she didn't have that and maybe she did have a ball gown but like what if she like a cotillion is like a nice like what if she doesn't right. have a you dress need a minute you need a like, while to prepare to yeah. attend a cotillion yeah like, for sure anyway it's listen it's a whole thing yeah. um candace yeah so she's talking to stacy about it. she also goes he's taking me to the summer cotillion and then she goes yes it's a real word um <laughs> Which is fair, Stacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then she hears Phineas and Ferb and like goes over to see Phineas playing. It like, goes outside to see what they're doing. Uh, sees Phineas playing a video game and is like, "What are you doing today?" And he's like, "I think we're just gonna play this video game." And she's like, "Ah ha ha!" And like comments that she's like, "Oh, so funny that you could get sucked into a video game." Yeah. Which was also, her bad, I guess. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. When she walks up and starts talking, all of the other kids who are not Phineas and Ferb instinctively take a step back. <laughs> like they just like back up like, as ah, soon as she gets go. there. <laughs> I was like, a good call, <laughs> you guys have learned. Yeah. Right? Good call. Yeah. So Phineas decides that they're gonna create their own video game that you can like literally get sucked. You have to like get you yeah program yeah. yourself they're not really it, creating whatever. a video game so much as stealing a video right. game and putting and just themselves like inside making of it. an immersive experience sure um yeah so then cut to perry who is receiving his mission briefing from major monogram the briefing is they have been monitoring doof's internet activity which of course is all that they can do yeah. uh and he goes don't ask what you're getting for christmas our lips are sealed waits 0.1 seconds and goes it's a vase yeah i was and like puts okay. a picture of the vase up yeah. on the screen like, dude like, he was prepared he was what? like and here's yeah. the amazon listing uh, also why would doofenshmirtz get perry a vase for christmas that's know. hilarious i know right uh anyway doctor so yeah then they're like dr doofenshmirtz is researching the molecular structure of fabrics such as taffeta something and velour right. and then is like super freaked out about it like he's like oh worst of all velour blah and i'm like oh, okay yeah uh I adding to that can't. bit is the fact that the molecular structure picture of velour oh, is literally a frowny <laughs> face, a frowny face. <laughs> which is very funny it also it's funny to me that this is the briefing that perry gets that he's researching the yeah. chemical compound of all of these when every other briefing is like doofenshmirtz has bought up the tri-state yeah. area's entire supply of shoes or whatever and that would sure fit perfectly he did. for this yeah. one. Like, but why are they no. not like, Doofenshmirtz has wiped out all the velour in the... No, they're like, nope. he's studying chemistry. He Googled yeah. velour and you need to be on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Right. Uh, anyway, so then Phineas and the gang are in the backyard and they have created uh, their whole little setup. The first 
I mean, the, like fully immersive video game version of yeah, the jump and duck game. Sure. And so they're all gonna like go in to play the game. He tells Ferb to flip the switch, which is a giant lever. Uh, Ferb flitches, flips the switch, and the power goes out. It like shorts the circuit or whatever. Right. Candace is getting ready upstairs and is blow drying her hair. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that it's nine a.m., I guess. And that her hair dryer does not have a cord. Oh, it's a wireless hair dryer. Okay, well, she takes it outside and into the video game. She does. And I you're was right. Like, what happened here? Because <laughs> even if like you probably could have a wire a cordless hair dryer, right? If it yeah. Battery. Maybe not actually. Hair dryers take a lot of power. I know. I was like, do they even make those? I didn't Let's look assume it up. But she I was has like, a crazy, nice. insane nuclear powered yeah. hair dryer. The power going out exactly actually wouldn't affect that. Doesn't make it. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but somehow her hair dryer is affected and it goes off. And she she's also like just wrapped in a towel and her hair's like up and she's blow drying it. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. So she really waltzes outside into public yeah, in just. A I was towel. like, you and didn't want to like, put anything on. Put on a t-shirt or <laughs> yeah. a robe. Something. So yeah, she goes downstairs and is like, "What happened?" And Phineas is like, "Oh, sorry, Candace." Like Ferb's figuring it out, and he flips a switch in the like circuit breaker or whatever, and uh, the power like it comes back on to their little system, and right. she's like in front of the scanner, and it scans her into the video game. Sure. With her and her towel and her hair dryer. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, about that hair thing. that's so funny. I know. So she's like, hey, what's happening? And Phineas yeah. and Ferber are like, oh, like, you gotta beat the video game. She's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, which they is fair. a way to get into a video game with zero way to get out. Yeah, which later, I don't know, brand, but also insane. Also, yeah. it's the plot of an episode of Warehouse 13. Right? Okay, yeah, later they, she's like, can I not just get out and Phineas goes, oh, you want cheat codes? No, we don't do that. And I was like, she's like, cheat no, codes? I want to get out of this yeah, video game, you psycho. I be in the real world. Yeah. Oh, my anyway. gosh. Perry arrives at the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated building. And yeah, Doof goes, you're too late, Perry. And then he goes, wait, and checks his watch. And he goes, wait, wait, 11 o'clock. Now you're too late. And I'm like, again, too late Literally for what? For what? This was not a time-sensitive <sighs> scheme. Like a Absolutely bomb didn't go not. off. He just has a nope. gun that puts dresses on people. Yeah. So Doof traps Perry by, uh, yeah, putting a ball gown on him. Yep. Um, which I guess is just super glued on to Perry's body because it's really getting uh, him Perry down. hikes it up. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and I guess maybe it's a more effective trap on Perry because he is the size of a platypus and the ball gown is the size of a human being. Okay, but also, but it's funny that he doesn't just wriggle out of it immediately. I know. I'm like, how is that attached to you, Perry? It's symbolic <laughs> anyway. of the nature <laughs> by which we're all trapped in sure, the sure. Yeah, so he explains his ball gowninator, which dresses people in gowns. Yep. Uh, and his, yeah, so his backstory, okay. He goes through the backstory, which that which is that uh, when he was in Josephine, when he was a kid, his mother was going to have a baby and was really hoping for a little baby girl. So she spent like a whole year or whatever, 
long she was pregnant, knitting these dresses. But the baby turned out to be a boy. So then Heinz had to wear all these dresses for a whole year because they were out of material. Sure. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay. Were those dresses not the size of a baby? That was my question. I was like, how are you like fitting into them? Minimum eight years old in this. Yeah. Like, did she knit dresses for that baby's entire life? Right? I don't know. I don't know uh, either. Yeah, I don't. A lot of parts of the, about that don't really make sense. Right. Also, like, you could, like, you could figure it out. Like, you could you make could it into a that. shirt. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, we know that Dufferin's parents actively. Kind of hated him. Yeah. So, I guess right. that makes sense. But, but anyway. Still. So, yeah, he was super humiliated, so he wants to just dress everyone, just dress all of the men in gowns so that he is masculine by comparison, I think. Yeah, I guess that's his Um, plan. I didn't really, like, I think I just gleaned that, like... He does say that. He says, like, "Uh, I will be, like, the most masculine one by comparison. But yeah, this is definitely less of a takeover and more of just a working through some trauma it's also just like what yeah like i don't <laughs> i don't know if you think about that for even one more second it it's makes not. absolutely zero sense <laughs> like people can change clothes first right? of all uh, second of all why ball gowns like i don't know I there's don't just know. i just oh i just have so many questions i just don't understand yeah it's like, Doofenshmirtz knows that women wear pants, right? Like, he... Uh, who knows? I know he grew <laughs> up in 1500. I know. But still? Yeah. I don't know. This is a weird... I mean, he's it's just a having weird a weird one. day. I, yeah. Who knows? It's a lot. Back to Candace. She's in the video game. Apparently, there's... The, the, the evil part of the video game is, like, a bunch of evil fruit that's chasing you. So she's being chased by so. all this, like, yeah. evil video game fruit and then sure. yeah phineas is like oh you want cheat codes to literally just get out of this video game nope you got to go all the way to the end yep she's like okay you have so, to beat 78 levels of this yeah video game. i was like ugh. anyway so face of her like okay we're going in and candace is like getting chased and she learns that she can use her blow dryer to melt the stuff so she starts going ham yeah which is she fair. also says maybe they should call it jump duck and blow and i was like they definitely should not <laughs> they but... shouldn't do that Good on you, I guess, for trying something. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, can't think of a thing that it should be called less, actually. Yeah. Um, and then they have this musical number. Let's get digital. Let's go digital. Let's get yeah. digital. It's pretty catchy. It's a pretty fun musical it's number. Belgie yeah. and Isabella and Buford are doing like a little band outside. Right. It's cute. Uh, Belgie's wearing a Jordy visor from Star Trek, which is fun. <laughs> We love it. Love to see it. Yep. Dr. Doofenshmirtz takes Perry up in his little hot air balloon. He does yeah. that thing where it just appears out of his building. Let's pause here for a moment. Yeah, okay. That's, that's That would be good. <laughs> Sorry. Probably, no, it's a good idea. I don't the really, hot air balloon is just incidental to this plan. Yes. It's not related. It's, it's just the no. vehicle he decided to use today. Right. Was a hot air balloon. He also, yeah, so like his, the top to his little upper floor is open and it just like, it's like he blows it up in his like living room. We've seen this before. Right. 
Like he just has a hot air balloon hanger in the top floor of his building. Yeah. Because sometimes he just electively travels by hot air balloon. <laughs> Arguably the dumbest that's... way to travel. I know. I'm like, that's a different kind of. He has so many vehicles that fly. Yeah. That are pilotable. Right. And not just at the mercy of the wind. And also, yeah, just less dangerous. Like, Plus, it has to cost, like, I don't know about hot air oh, balloons, yeah, but like, that's what it I'm costs saying. so it's much like, money. Like, he's spending $15,000 every time he launches that uh, hot air balloon. Absolutely. And he crashes every time. Is he <laughs> buying a new hot air balloon every time? He's like, I always got to have a hot air balloon on deck because on you never hand. know. That sounds it's like so him, crazy yeah. to me that he makes it this decision. Insane. Why is it a hot air balloon? It's not even like a hot it's air balloon also... that's a giant ball gown. He's not even like, you know, while I was testing regular... my innator, I made 7,000 ball gowns. And out of thriftiness, I sewed them into this hot air balloon. Nope. nope. It's just a branded just hot air balloon that he has. Balloon. Sorry, yeah. I was really thrown by that. No, I it's just... it's a lot. He also, <laughs> so in he a different episode... Okay. He has like a hot air balloon that's like his living room floor, remember? Because he has his oh, like yeah. chair or whatever. But no, it's just this has just got a basket and because I thought that's what it was, but then it wasn't. Nope, they're just, just a regular, regular hot air balloon. He has more than one blimp. We saw also, him in a flying hover car last episode. Yeah, I just want to say that it, that was one of the most disappointing things coming into adulthood was realizing how prohibitively expensive and unsafe hot air balloons were oh yeah i mean Sad. listen i appreciate that we've hung on to just a, a whimsical form of travel for no yeah. reason like there's really no reason why we're None. still making hot air balloons other just than that it's like, like enjoyment yeah and there's something just compelling like, about them i don't right? know what it is just like oh so fun balloons yeah i guess that's but yeah you're really sad what a what a crazy idea for someone to try in the first place. Yeah. They're also I like <laughs> Yeah, like I was like, "Oh, it's expensive, but maybe I could do that someday." And then I read the Wikipedia page about all the hot air balloon accidents and I was like, "Maybe I won't." I guess I won't. You were like, "Never I was mind." Like, no, all right, it's fine. I don't think I want to die in a Ruined fiery hell crap. So. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> not. <sighs> oh boy. Anyway, uh yep anyway so he's up in his hot air balloon yeah uh yeah okay also he's talking so perry's like i don't really even know he's like suspended off the side like he's hanging with these ropes off the side of the he's like rappelling from the hot air balloon Yeah. yeah but he's like still kind of trapped anyway he's in this ball gown and doof goes quote you know, that dress sort of suits you if you just uh, accentuate the positive. And then he goes, I'm going to stop talking now. I'm moving into a weird and then Perry <laughs> has like attacked him. But I was like, you know, you were moving into a weird you place. You were moving into a weird place. <laughs> you started in a pretty weird place and yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Perry, like his hat does that saw thing where it turns into a circular saw somehow. Sure. Yeah. Classic. And then he, yeah. Gets out and doesn't like, use that to get out of the ball gown. No, 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 still in the ball gown, just out of the uh ropes. Yeah, with doofenshmirtz, which honestly, I would just like not even risk. I would just take my little hang glider and fly <laughs> and away leave. because Be like, that basket is, is so small, definitely and... gonna end a disaster, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. so Candace 
cut to Candace. She's like in the video game. They've done the whole montage. So she gets to the final level, which is a gigantic Buford. That's like the boss level. And yep. Phineas and Ferb are there. Candace is like, I'm going to get you. You're going down. Uh, and she tries to use his blow, her blow dryer, but he like knocks out of her hand and her health the little like health bar comes up and it's like do 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 you know yeah. like falls down so she grabs the health bar and hits Buford upside the head yep <laughs> which he knocks so the giant Buford falls backwards and it crushes face and Ferb like yeah. as he falls off Just the cliff stomps and, them into the ground yeah Candace is like oh Phineas Ferb because she thinks they're dead which I don't Fair. Candace is a victim here yeah oh, it would yeah. be a little insane to make like the stakes that high but it but is also something i would that not Phineas for one second do. put it past them right yeah obviously so not. i get this it. is not the first game they make that almost kills them and their friends right exactly so Nor will it be the last then they like disappear and reappear behind her and they're like what's on candace and she's yeah. like i thought you were dead yeah <laughs> which is yeah she's they're like we have four lives left and like i don't know what happens after that but uh yeah <laughs> really die, i guess <laughs> Uh, oh my anyway. gosh so she defeated the final level they get back to the real world uh but apparently oh i gotta sneeze i would love okay there's always this happens every time that a show does a video game episode right yeah where like there's always that moment where they're like and if you die in the game you die in yeah. the world and i really want a show to do a video game episode and to have that conversation happen and have some character be like and if we die in the game we die in the real world and the person in charge speaking is like no it's like, obviously no. not that's, <laughs> that's <stupid."> insane <laughs> That would be incredibly yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> just listen. If you're writing a TV show right now, that's a free idea for you. Just, yeah. Consider it. It's time that we uh, subverted this trope. It's yeah, silly. Exactly. It's ridiculous. So the game isn't over yet. The last level. Well, okay. So she beats Buford and then the boys are like, oh, that's so cool. How'd you get in the second time? And she's like, the what? Yeah. And then Buford like comes like stomps up behind them. The video game Buford does, and they go, "Oh, the last level is in the real world." And yeah, I'm like, Phineas That's says so it dangerous in that exact tone of voice. And I was yeah. like, "Did you not know? Right. Like, did you not make this video game?" Like, I know Phineas always ah. seems like he's just at the whim of his own inventions, and I'm like, "Yeah, if you didn't plan any of this. That's so much more terrifying." It really is. He's always so just scary. like, "Oh, I guess our roller coaster is in space now," and I'm like, "Phineas, yeah." yeah yeah oh, the last levels in the real world yeah so buford's like the big giant buford is like about to get him and then isabella comes up and is like hey leave that alone uh and then she takes a picture of him with the the scanner thing that yeah is supposed to put him into the video game so isabella is canonically the only one who can defeat buford honestly just ever and i like it that way that's fair perry and doofenshmirtz um are like fighting in the hot air balloon basket perry hits doofenshmirtz with the ball gown and nader so he's like also wearing a dress yep uh come back to phineas and ferb they've like defeated the game and candace like hears a knock on the gate which is weird but yeah. i don't know why jeremy didn't go to the front jeremy. door but yeah so she's like oh that's jeremy like i'm literally still on the maybe towel. he already knocked on the door a few times <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and is now coming back around uh, anybody home <laughs> oh gosh He's like, That's I fair. hear screams. I know which yeah. way to go to find Candace. <laughs> right? So, yeah, she's like, what am I going to do? Which is, again, a fair point. And yeah. uh, after the... So then Agent P um, jumps 
from the hot air balloon. He pokes it with a needle and deflates it. Yeah. Um, he pulls out a giant needle. Yeah, he also like it. breaks the innator and it, I mean, yeah, it destroys it, but it beams dresses onto all of the, zaps all the boys before yeah. that happens. They're like zapping it everywhere. I also, okay, I had a question. Was yeah. Doofenshmirtz not hitting anyone with the innator this entire time? Okay. Because it was 11 a.m. when Perry showed up at Doofenshmirtz's house, and it's nighttime now. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. They've been fighting in a hot air balloon for eight and a half hours. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just, it's a lot. All right. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, Perry jumps from the hot air balloon, and like his dress as he jumps, I guess, falls off. Anyway, it falls onto Candace, and it takes her hair down, and she looks great. So yeah. Jeremy walks in and is like, wow, you look beautiful. And then he goes, I guess you all look beautiful. Yeah, poor Jeremy. <laughs> just like, I know, two in a row for me. Yeah. yeah. It is funny that this is the part where Phineas starts to get like confused. He's like, I don't remember changing. Is this part of yeah. the game? And I was like, and I was like you took a life-size... Yeah. Video game Buford monster fully in stride, no hesitation. Right? But a ball but gown this? is totally throwing you off. Ugh, yeah. So that's it. The end credit scene yeah, is uh, like, at the Summer Cotillion. I guess they're crowning the queen of the Summer Cotillion. That and there's like, like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. A couple women lined up, and then Doofenshmirtz falls from the sky in his ball gown, and they crown him. And he goes, "Oh, I'm honored," and at the same time humiliated. Yep. Uh, sure. That's, and that's it. That sure is what happens. That's all. And that's the end. The burning wreckage of his hot air balloon yeah. uh, crushes a daycare. And that's, yep. you know, fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, I would take a ball gowninator. That sounds yeah. way easier than trying to go find dresses for stuff. True. Plus, like, uh, I don't know. Seems like it could be fun. one of those cordless hair dryers. You could just open a ball gown store. Ooh. Make so much money. Yeah. Cordless hair dryer technology. That's a billion dollar idea. That's they like haven't really... done that yet. I know. I guess I was going to look. Is that like $7,000 Dyson hair dryer? A cordless? I know. I, I think you have vacuums. to plug that in. The like okay, air well, wrap thing. That's the point. Maybe yeah. not. Mm, Don't they, like have... they have some, but they're very expensive. Yeah. Like in hotels, they have like cordless ones that like uh... set in the wall. Oh, I mean, those ones still have cords. Oh, do they? I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'm just that. In my experience, maybe I'm not going to the right hotels. Maybe. Yeah, this no looks one's... like it still no has one's... a cord on it. This one, though, is $245 and doesn't appear to have a cord. Mm. I can't really tell. All right. Well. I, I don't know. Anyway. Cool. Well. That was the only question I had about this. Everything Excellent. else makes perfect yep. sense. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Flawless plot. Yep. Neat. Well, here are these. What even? This was really nice. <laughs> this was, you know, uh, an exercise in mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> yeah. In good news, the next episode is the Chronicles of Meep. Oh, nice. It's very exciting. And then we have Thaddeus and Thor. Perfect. And something about That's a plane. That's a good one. I like that one. It's a good one. Plus, we probably get to make fun of Thaddeus and Thor. I know, right? Mostly because they have really dumb names. I know. (laughs) There are good. There are good ones after this. We're almost to the Phineas and Ferb's musical Cliptastic countdown. Oh, which is fun. Yeah. The last half of the season is better, I think. Yeah. 
It has the Baljeetals and Vanessary oh, Roughness. It's a good and one. And the Bubble one and the Temple oh, of yeah. Sap. Oh, I like the Temple of Sap one. And the Fireside Curl Jamboree. Ooh. Uh, these are good ones. And Atlantis. Some of these I don't remember at all, but that's I okay. Like yeah. We got some Christmas ones coming up. Oh, yes. A lot of two-parters in this season. Oh, really? Yeah. The Wizard of Odd. The Beak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, like the Beak one. Is that Nerds bad? of a Feather. Hawaiian Vacation. Ooh, I love Hawaiian Vacation. And then the end of the season is Summer Belongs to You. Oh, yeah. That's a four-parter. Do a six-hour episode extravaganza. <laughs> anyway. Cool. cool. Well... That's all for that's all for today, everyone. Yep. Have a have a great day. Uh, I don't really have any. any yeah, that's advice. it. Just you know, everybody do your thing. Yep. Cool. Peace. Well, bye. Bye.